It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom, with the story that needs to be told. First, I must say, I appreciate the fact that you subscribed to my podcast. I see the difference. It's just amazing to see that I have so many people that are listening and are my friends. It's great. Makes me feel like I'm not just talking to the wall. <laughs> You know, honestly, I used to be on the air in New York, right in the city, and talking to millions of people. I mean, that's what everybody told me. Consultants said, well, we've got this many million men listening, this many million women. And I'd stand in that studio for four hours, and I seriously doubted that anybody was listening to me. It's just this thing, you know, it's it's an intimate moment where you talk into this microphone and when the phone rings or the next day somebody will mention something you said on the air, it's mind-blowing, at least to me, that somebody was really out there listening. So, there go my humble beginnings. But I do appreciate that you did subscribe and I'd appreciate it just as much if you would leave me some sort of note just say hi. Hey, Robin, you know, I like what you were talking about today, but can I interject and say this? And then anything you have to say, I'd be willing to talk about or talk with you on the podcast because, I mean, we're like-minded women. Here's the story. Oh, my God. Now, I tried to write this out and I put it on Facebook and I wrote it as accurately as I could possibly pull from down deep within because it had just happened at that moment. Like I came home and I was on fire, so I wrote it out. But to talk about it out loud is a whole different ballgame. Now, I'm going to start from the beginning. I had one of those work weeks that we all have at times. It's just nonstop. Anything that can go wrong went wrong. People that are usually good clients turn nasty. Everyone this week brought out the worst in me. It made me feel like I was the mother again to all these hundreds and hundreds of salespeople that I deal with. My staff, great. Because I'm the one that takes the heat for everything that goes wrong. I always say to them, don't write to the customer. Don't write to the client. Let me be the bad guy. And this week, man, I was the bad guy multiple times, enough to make me think that I was losing my mind. Anyway, so this is Thursday night. I decide, all right, thank God tomorrow's Friday. I am going out tonight by myself to my bar. You know, there's one place that I'm more comfortable than any other place. I know the bartenders. I don't feel uncomfortable. Even if I don't talk to a soul, I feel safe there. And it's a great restaurant. And the bar is part of the restaurant. I come in. I sit down. I look around. I say, hello. You know, somebody's sitting beside me. I say hello to him. Seats open on my left. And I'm just having a drink. I'm unwinding. You know that feeling. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a drink, but I have to have a drink in order to unwind from something like this. I am minding my own business. I ordered a little salad, 
because I don't want to take up the chair and take away from another paying customer. You know, I'm always thinking like that about the bartender and I don't want to use up his revenue by sitting in that chair and just having a drink. <laughs> That's the way I think. Drink, salad, peace. Every once in a while, hello to the bartender, what's new? And then this guy sits down. Now, I am filled to the brim with dating site horror stories, right? Like I've been sharing these things with you. Not only have I been sharing them with you, I've been changing my profile on my dating sites like every three days just to keep these men entertained with themselves. I kid you not. And I receive all kinds of comments from men saying, oh my God, you've been with the wrong person. I'm the one. And, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And, you know, it sometimes it brings quite a laugh. Like I'll be sitting all by myself and I'll read somebody's comment on something I wrote on Match.com or Plenty of Fish or whatever I'm on at the time. And it just brings howls out of me. Anyway, so as I digress... I'm sitting by myself. This man sits down beside me, a bit older, a bit heavy, sort of unconventional looking, longer, gray, wavy hair. Everybody knows him. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Rick. How you doing? Another person comes by. Johnny, where you been? Hey, Donald. You know, good to see you. And then he starts with me. And he holds his hand out. He says, my name is Johnny. And, you know, how do you not shake someone's hand? if their hand is in front of your face. And I said to myself, to myself, yeah, I already got your name. And I shook his hand and I was very nice. And he began to talk. And when I say talk, non-stop talk. He would ask me a question every once in a while. I guess he needed to gasp for air. And when I would open my mouth to talk, he would yell across the bar, hey, Lou, how you doing? Like, it didn't matter that he asked me a question. He wasn't going to listen anyway. So I already have my back up a little bit. And I'm trying to be there to be calm. And I'm so sorry he sat down, but there are no other seats open. And there's nowhere for me to go without looking rude, you know. So I sat there. I finished my drink. And this went on for about, I guess, 15, 20 minutes. He would tell me I'm in the oil and gas industry. And uh, you don't understand, but I mean, I have toys, I have trucks, I have motorcycles. You want to go on a boat ride? I got a boat with my own lake name on it. You know, like all this crap. I, what possesses men to think we want to hear this? I just don't care. I care when I meet somebody that I like and then I find out that they have something that might be fun to do. I don't need your list up front. He asks me another question. So what brings you out here tonight? And I sighed. I figured, all right, let me just give this guy an answer. And I open my mouth to say, well, I work from home. Hey, Bob, how you doing? I thought to myself, fuck me. You know, how could this day get any worse? I say to the bartender, I'm going to head out. And, and the guy stops me. He goes, no, 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 no. You've been in all day. It's only 8.15. <laughs> and it's true. It was only 8.15. But I couldn't take it anymore. He says, oh, let me get you a drink. What are you drinking? I said, I don't know. You know, 
because I, it's dawning on me that what's wrong with me that I'm leaving someplace at 8.15 at night. What happened to me? I said, well, what are you drinking? And he told me the kind of wine he was drinking. I'd never heard of it. I said, all right, I'll have a glass of that. So the bartender comes over. The guy says nothing. Bartender looks at me and says, can I get you anything? I look at the guy. I look at the bartender and I said, yeah, I'll have what he's drinking. It was a bit awkward because I thought he was just going to jump out and say, yeah, you know, bring two, you know, one for her, one for me, but nothing. Guy pours me a glass of wine, the bartender, that I know, and I'm sipping it and listening, sipping, listening, sipping, listening. I happen to take the bill that's in the glass to look at it, and I see that the bartender charged me for this glass of wine. Now, I said to the guy that offered me the drink. I said, that was an expensive glass of wine. He says, yeah, it's good wine. It's worth it. I said, but it's on my bill. He says, don't worry about it right now. He says, we'll take care of it later. I said, okay, you know, I'm not going to argue with him. I couldn't win even if I tried. He continues to talk. I'm in my head thinking, I've got to get out of here. I can't be rude because this wine was on him. I can't leave while he's still drinking his wine and I still have a half a glass and I can't gulp it because then I'll look like an alcoholic. But I had to somehow figure out a way to leave. Well, graciously enough, I guess the bartender picked up on my vibe and brought both of our tabs, took them out of the glasses, updated them, put them back in. I take mine out because we're both closing out and I look at the tab. And I said to the bartender, by the way, this last glass of wine was on him. Well, that man turns to me and said, no, it wasn't. And the whole room, as far as I was concerned, stopped. Everything got quiet. And I looked at him and I said, you offered to buy me a drink. I did no such thing. I said, listen, you said to me when I was getting ready to leave, stay have another drink. What would you like? I said, I asked you what you were drinking and you said, okay, that's a great choice. So I order the glass of wine. He says, I didn't buy you that glass of wine. And now he's getting belligerent. I'm looking around. I had been talking to a woman sitting beside him like a couple stools down and she hears us start to argue and she leans in towards me and she says, wait a second, you guys don't know each other? That's how blatant this was becoming. It was getting ugly, dirty, fast. I said to the guy, you offered to buy me a drink. Now you're changing your mind. Why? He says, I thought you were a nice woman. I would never have expected you to be a freeloader. I saw red. When I say I felt my ears start to pound like the blood was rushing up to my head, to the top of my head. I turned, I said to him, if you were any kind of a gentleman, Mr. Oil and Gas guy, the minute this debate began, you would have said to me, don't worry about it, I got this. But you didn't. He says, again, you are a freeloader. That was it. I stood up and I hit him. I freaking hit this man that I've never known in my life. 
Never met him. Never heard of him. I didn't care if he owned the whole fucking state of Texas. I hit him. If you could have seen the expression on his face and the deafening silence at the end of the bar, it was worth admission. <laughs> his wine went everywhere. The only thing I'm sorry about is that I didn't punch him in the face. And I don't hit people. I never hit my children. I never hit my animals. I never hit anybody that I could ever remember. But this was deliberate. He egged me on. He got me to the point at the end of my horrible day that I just lost it. There you have it. Now, here's what really pissed me off. Out of everything that went down, the bartender did nothing. This is my favorite bar, my favorite restaurant. I love this place. He was standing right there. He could have stepped up and said, hey, you guys, don't worry about it. The glass of wine is on me. It would have at least diffused the anger because it would have made both of us feel foolish. And what I really should have done was picked up his tab and paid for his as well just to show him what a schmuck he really was. I just, do I deserve this? I'm just a normal woman that goes about her own thing and doesn't try to distract or cause any harm to anybody around me. In fact, I try to be helpful. I try to offer the way, make people feel better about themselves. This piece of shit ruined my freaking day. Johnny. I walked out. I've not gone back since. And to be honest with you, I don't think I ever will. I don't know who I'm more angry with. You know, at this point, I'm not really angry. Let's just say disappointed. I am disappointed in the establishment that they didn't have my back. Yeah, he might be a more frequent visitor, he might be a bigger tipper. I mean, I always leave 20, 25% when I'm there. I don't know what his role is. I really have no idea who in the world he was. But I know what he wasn't, a gentleman. And so did everybody else. Oh, just to talk about it makes me sick. Episode two. <laughs> I decided... I'm going to stay away from the bars this weekend, and I'm going to try something different. I joined a meetup group where there might be normal people, you know, people my age that have common interests and want to hang out and do similar things that I like to do. So there was this one event that just happened to be last night, and it's called speed dating. Have you ever done it? Conceptually, it's a win-win type of deal. Because if you go out on a date that's a lousy date, but you just don't know it's going to be a lousy date because you look good on paper to each other, you go out on this date and you're stuck there for two hours with the same person wishing, trying to figure out how to get yourself out of it. Well, speed dating, you only sit for five minutes and they give you a list of questions that, of course, I didn't follow one. Why would I? You know I'm so non-conventional. And the problem was, I'm the one that asked most of the questions. They never even got a chance to know me. It's just me. 
And they were so happy to talk about themselves, these men, for five minutes. Probably in their lives, they never get that opportunity. And I can guarantee you any one of the other 12 women that were holding court didn't allow them to get a word in edgewise either. But these other women were probably talking about themselves. I can imagine the comments about me. Wow, she's pretty, she's a great listener, and she's entertaining. But I am the one that learned everything about them. And there was no chemistry. I didn't feel anything because I really didn't allow myself to see how they would react to anything I said personally. So I sort of did my own bad there. It was an experience. And one guy, as they say here in Dallas, bless his heart. <laughs> nice looking guy sits down. Hello, Robin. I said, hi, how are you? He goes, well, the first question I'm sure you're thinking. And I looked at him, sort of tilted my head like, you know, the RCA dog. And he says, well, aren't you going to ask me? And I said, what? Where I'm from? I said, no, I wasn't going to ask you that. I was assuming you were going to tell me without having to be asked. Well, then let me begin. <laughs> and that's how that one began. Here's what I'm learning. Men love to talk about themselves, their lives, their possessions, their ex-wives, their children. Their children are everything to them. You cannot mess with a father's daughter. Why would I want to? But they come off so strong like, oh, nothing comes before my daughter. She is my rock. She is my world. Well, dude, I'm not looking to rock your world by interfering with you and your daughter. In fact, how about this guy? I got four of my own. Okay? I sort of know what I'm doing when it comes to children. What is it with fathers and their daughters? And dating. Why even bring it into the conversation that you feel so threatened that I'm looking to take her place? One guy even said to me, you know, I'm not looking to get married because I'm leaving all my inheritance to my two kids. I said, did you ever once hear me ask for a nickel? Not even two cents. I didn't ask for your two cents. Well, I mean, I just want to be clear up front. And then he says later in the conversation, you know, if I do get involved and maybe we do go get married. And I said, hold on. Nobody's talking about marriage. Well, I'm just saying I'm not. Whatever you're saying right now is coming out of your head somewhere deep in the recesses of your brain, because never once did I suggest marriage, touching your money, or having my claws into your daughter. There it is. I didn't. He continues, as if I didn't speak. Well, you know, if we did get married, and I would always make sure that there was a provision that you were taken care of, like, you know, I'd give you a couple hundred thousand dollars. I said, Jesus Christ, I must have some kind of sticker on me somewhere that says, feed me, you know, or broke. <laughs> you know, what's up here? <laughs> to end this evening, after I met 12 men and didn't find any common ground with any of them, for whatever reason, it could just be me. I mean, I'm admitting that it could be that I'm just set in my ways and I know what I want. And that's just, you know, the way I am. And most people aren't used to a woman like me, especially a Yankee, as they call me, in Dallas. It's not a good combination. 
unless I find that one who is entertained easily by a smart woman or a smart cookie. I leave the place. I know another restaurant that has a bar across the street that I haven't been to since I was involved with that one guy that I was so in love with. And that was a place that we used to go to. And I didn't even realize I was in the vicinity because I'm still lost. Wherever I go, I don't know where I am. I follow the GPS. I get out of my car. I look around. And if something looks familiar, I remember the person I might have been with, but I have no idea where I am. (laughs) That's just me. So I see this place and I say to myself, you know, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to sit at the bar. I know this is his turf. The odds of me bumping into him are next to nil. You know, it's already like nine o'clock at night. It doesn't look like it's too busy in there. And I'm going to confront my ghosts. That's it. I'm going to walk in, sit down, look around and get him out of my head and not worry about him anymore, that he's going to be somewhere that I am. And that's what I did. And as I crossed the street to go into this restaurant, somebody yells out, hey, Robin. And I turn and I look. I have the vaguest idea who this is. And he looks at me. He's in the middle of the street. He looks at me with a big smile on his face. And then the smile disappears. He says, oh, uh, I thought you were somebody else. I said, I am Robin. He goes, no, I thought you were another Robin. Now, I know my life is a little bit crazy, but that is just plain old bizarre. How do you stop somebody in the middle of the street whose name is Robin and then tell her she's a different Robin? I continued to walk, sat down at that bar, thought about that guy that I used to see, remembered where we used to sit, had a great conversation with the bartender, unlike the last place. And enjoyed myself. That was it. I'm learning that I can do all these things on my own. In fact, when I went to the speed dating, I met two women ahead of time that said to me, who are you here with? I said, no one. Why? Well, you came here all by yourself? I said, isn't this a singles group? Yes, but I mean, I don't know anybody that would come to one of these on their own. I said, well, you just met one. How's that? Maybe I just don't belong anywhere. I think that could be the case. And that's why I work so well with myself at home. (laughs) There's nobody here to argue with me or make me look at them and say, idiot. (laughs) Or I'm just, you know, I give up. No, I should say I'm trying. I am not giving up. I am moving forward. I might be marching to the beat of a different drummer, but who gives? I'm making progress. One foot is in front of the other. Forward momentum every day. Hmm. So there. I would like to hear some of your crazy episodes, or I'd love for you to join me on the air. If you'd like to get in touch with me, there is this little box that says comments right there on iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher, any one of the podcast pages. Just write down whatever you want to talk to me about, even if you want to say hello. Because you know what? The next time I have a podcast, I'm going to say hello to you. If it's Penny that's listening, I'm going to say, hey, Penny, thank you so much for leaving me that comment. Honestly, because it'll just make me feel good to see you there. 
Or you could write to me on my Gmail account, robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. Or you could go to my website, which is loads of fun, sugarmom.net. You'll hear all these podcasts. You'll see videos that'll make you laugh out loud. You'll see blogs and pictures and all kinds of cool stuff. I even have a store that I only sell products that I use. They're not Sugar Mom products. No, I didn't take my time and label these cosmetics. They're just things that I like to use. Although I do have Sugar Mom t-shirts. In fact, I'll go one further. If you subscribe and leave your name in the comments section and give me a way to reach you, like an email address, I will reach out to you and get your address and send you a Sugar Mom t-shirt for free. That's how much it means to me. Take advantage of that offer because when you wear that shirt, I guarantee you, you will have so many people stop and ask you, what's a Sugar Mom? And you, my friend, get to be the one that answers that delicious question. A Sugar Mom knows that it's time for her to have me time. She's smart enough she's figured out her life, or she's willing to move forward and try something different. It's me time. That is a sugar mom. She's willing to live a life less ordinary. And you can wear that proudly embroidered across the left-hand side of this spaghetti strap t-shirt or smack dab in the middle of my regular t-shirt. I'll send you whichever one you want. Just tell me what size after I email you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you never, ever get in that situation that I was in with that monster at the bar. But if you do, just remember what I did. It doesn't mean you should do it, but just remember he deserves it. Take care. It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. Westwood One Podcast Production.